0: And the best part, you can try it yourself with their 7-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's p h i slash poppods to get 50% off your first month.
1: Hey, this is Mark Striegel, and welcome to our celebrated year-end special we have Joey from the Rock Strikes 10 podcast here with us who's been with us at least the last two years right Joey
2: or has it been three yeah I think this is the third one an honor to be here as always thank you for having me Mark
1: well thanks so much for coming on the show because not only do you have a great show which we'll link through today's show notes thank uh, you Rock Strikes 10 uh, love the Bowie stuff you've you've done this this past year those were just epic great episodes that really dove Deeply
2: into uh, to his catalog. And yeah, thank you. Those were labors of love for sure. And uh, hard rock and metal fans should definitely check out the Tin Machine stuff if they never oh, have. Yeah. Wow. Such such good stuff. Um, love even that second
1: Tin Machine record had a, yeah. a couple couple good really good songs on it one which one of the, the sales brothers i believe did lead vocal on um that, but yeah
2: that album's underrated it got trashed by critics when it was out but it's definitely worth checking out
1: yeah yeah great great stuff that bowie did with tin machine uh, hey did you ever hear that song um i think it's called bring me the head of the disco king you know that yeah. song yeah it so was they, like
2: the last song on reality
1: exactly but they did a did you ever hear like the remix that maynard from tool did of that with his vocals mixed in with Bowie's vocals, no, I never did. Yeah, that, yeah that's... it's it's nowhere to be found. I have the CD. I have to burn it and get it to you. It's it's absolutely oh, just uh, in my hauntingly good. It's so so good. It was on one of those what's that vampire um, Van Helsing or something movie. It was it was on the soundtrack sure. of one of those vampire movies. It was very very good. Anyways, enough of that. We're sure. we're talking about 2016. Joey, in general, a a good year for music, above average,
2: average, below average? Uh, I listened to over 50 new albums this year, so I think musically it was pretty good for me, even like the stuff that's on the bottom of my top 50 or what have you. Uh, Anything near the bottom of that list is still pretty damn good. So musically, I had a great time this year, and music proving to be a true distraction from reality. So I was especially in love with music in 2016. It really helped. It helped a lot. I hear you.
1: I hear you. Definitely. Cool. What we're going to do, guys, we're going to first listen to my list. Now, my list is, uh, or listen, we're going to listen to a a few songs off of my list. I'm going to run down the list for you guys, the listeners, and of course, Joey. We'll talk a little bit about it, but I want to get through this pretty quickly because my list is the top 15 hard rock or metal songs of... 2016 and then we're going to get to joey's list which is the top 15 hard rock metal maybe include loud rock maybe even punk a little bit for joey's list uh his top 15 albums in in the loud rock genre if you will uh so again remember to check out joey's podcast it's on itunes joey plays music he plays a lot of great music, and I learn a lot from your show, Joey. And uh, it's it's obviously all over the place musically. It's not a just strictly hard rock or heavy metal show. You, you go everywhere, really, with uh, with what I'd call contemporary music, right?
2: Oh, absolutely! And thanks for saying that. That that means a lot because, like I told you, every year it's, you're one of the first shows that I subscribe to, if not the second or third, actually. But yeah, I'd, you know, I. The Prince Death hit me hard this year. I did a whole month of Prince, you know, and, uh, you know, so being good company, if you just like to listen to good music, Um, we try to do a theme show every time. There's ongoing series like, you know, full length new music, odds and ends, stuff off of soundtracks and EPs, Uh, but sometimes it's just weird themes. Some stuff spring to mind is like, I did an episode once where I had rock and roll Hall of Famers covering non-rock and roll Hall of Famers, so just... Things like that that just come to me or I get requests from listeners. And that's always appreciated as well.
1: Right on. Cool. Well, guys, this is my list. We're going to hit this first. It is printed in the show notes for today's episode at TalkingMetal.com. And as is Joey's top album list. And again, my list is the top, uh, top 15 hard rock and metal songs of 2016. Here we go. Number 15. Now that we're dead, Metallica off the hardwired to self destruct record. A record that really has gotten a lot of press. There's been a lot of hype around it. People have spoken about it quite a bit. And we're, you know, we kind of already covered that record here on Talking Metal, so we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about uh, this song that was off that record, which wasn't one of the uh, singles that was released, but I do think it is possibly the strongest song on the record again that's now that we're dead by metallica moving on to number 14 "Vile scent by gone is gone did you listen much to gone is gone joey
2: no i haven't heard this one yet so um i'm taking notes as we're doing this so as as all as, as should all of you whether it's with your phone or analog style so Writing it down right now checking it out after the show cool
1: gone is gone they put out an EP this year it had uh, members of mastodon Queens of the Stone Age uh, oh. great great stuff really really uh, had a, a few really strong tracks on this EP there is I guess a full length coming next year so definitely be on the lookout for that number let's see 13 star maker by last in line uh, you know there's this is a great Great tune, and I do think it it has a lot of Dio vibe and feel to it. Maybe even some Rainbow yeah. vibe and feel to it. S- some of it, you know, the vocals and stuff at times a little vanilla from from my taste. But I do yeah. think that the I hear the the rhythm section of uh, you know Jimmy Bain and 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 the drums and Vivian on the guitar. I, I just exactly
2: just uh, I just love it. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that, too, because even Vivian aside, that rhythm section is unmistakable on that record. That sound is on that record, and that's one thing I really enjoyed about that record. It actually did miss my top 15, but it's close. Uh, that title track is really good, too, but there's a little bit of that shadow. There, there's the obvious Dio shadow in there, so a lot of some of those songs suffer from that what-if factor. Right, yeah, definitely. Be- but it's, it's enjoyable. If you're a Dio fan, it's definitely worth checking out
1: cool and i'm crossing these off my list as we as we move along here let's see so we just did 13 okay so let's let's hit a song here this is this is kind of an interesting uh song great great song and it's a band i was never really that into i, I mean i never had anything against them but never loved them the band is jackal this is the opening cut off of rowico rawico And it's called Disaster Peace. Listen to this track. It's so, so good. Piece. That comes in at number twelve on my top fifteen hard rock and heavy metal songs of 2016. The band Jackal. Were you a fan of Jackal at all? Do you think they were good? Yeah, actually,
2: bad, I, yeah? I, I first record. You know, the, they had great exposure when they came out. I mean, uh, I was a metal edge reader, so it was like Jackal was definitely there every month. They were on MTV, which right. you know, yeah, I love that you were bashing that Nirvana revisionist history. With a uh, Nubian, yeah, uh, a few yeah, shows ago, yeah, it's absolutely true. Jackal did very well post Nirvana, and I saw him at Rocklahoma back in '09, and they damn near stole the whole festival. And uh, they went on before Striper, and their whole thing was to like just upstage him completely because they were a last-minute replacement, and they were amazing <laughs> yeah, live. Great, so. Live, Go see them if you haven't yet. It's a party and a half. And I'm from Texas, but I definitely don't consider myself to be any kind of you know redneck, if you will. But anything that's that's hidden in there, your inner redneck will come out at some point at a Absolutely. Jackal show, whether yeah. you want it to or not. So, <laughs> that's
1: yeah, that's love very it. true. Uh, a band you turned me on to, I have down for uh, uh, my number eleven song of 2016. I just love this song. I love this record, and I think we're I'm guessing, I hope, we're going to talk about this record a little more later. The, uh, th- this, this song is called Tower Grove. It's by the band Scorpion Child. and Joey turned me on to this, this uh, song and album. The album is Acid Roulette. Uh, good stuff. I hope we hear a little bit more about them later when we get to Joey's list. Oh you will. Okay. Good. Good. And <laughs> number 10, I have Failure by Devin Townsend Project, off the, nice. uh Trans What was that? that? Transcendence. Transcendence, yeah. yeah. Great great song. Really really love it. And number 9, we have Fragile Mortals with Suicide Rob Dukes daryl mcdaniel's some really great stuff here generation kill teaming up with the one and only dmc from run dmc number eight i have a song which i'm going to play right now it's uh fire me by stuck mojo
3: Back with the boom Give a welcome back To the four piece of doom. We pull the roof When the dance floor's moving And rock the crowd When the bass beats grow. With the original Lab rock Dross over formula Created and perfected By the Big Dixie Mafia Disaster, known as some um, as us We shake the building from the basement to the rafters When we take the stage, stand up Throw your hands up, let me hear you
1: What you just heard was Fire Me by Stuck Mojo off Here Comes the Infidel Record. Infidels. And I'll tell you, to me, the record was good and I love I love Rich Ward. But if I were doing my top albums of the year, the the record probably wouldn't make it for me. But the song alone, Fire Me, it almost to me feels more like a Fozzy song than a Stuck Mojo song. And I just I think it's so, so good. And it's buried deep in the record.
2: Uh, I know you're a fuzzy fan right yeah I'm so glad to hear that you've come around on them in the last few years and and they they have been getting better as they've gone on I mean that's absolutely true they've just only improved from their first record on they get better every single time and it's a a band that everybody should be following if they're into hard rock and metal especially like if you like the melodic stuff I mean because they they have great hooks and uh, yeah Rich is a great guitar player Jericho's a great front man uh, what you said about the whole thing about the album, maybe not making the list, uh, the same thing with, with D. Snyder this year. He has some yeah. great songs on a solo album. It's not awesome top to bottom, but there are some f- awesome songs on there. So I just wanted to mention that too. But Fozzy, great band. Hopefully, I, they should have a new one out actually in, I think it's the spring, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, it sounds about right. Cool. We'll keep moving on here. Number seven, a song called Nobody's Using by Damon Johnson. He put out a great EP called Echo this year. Uh, so good. This song is just awesome. Please go listen to it. Moving on. Number six, Prophets of Rage. The song off the Prophets of Rage EP by the band Prophets of Rage. Uh, obviously, this is very Rage Against the Machine. It's the core instrumentalist from Rage Against the Machine, Tim, Tom, and Brad. And they team up with... Uh, chuck d and the guy who's the other guy do you know be, uh, be real or yeah, right? be real yeah. yeah and it was uh, an ep again i think it only had two original new tracks on it but the, this i think it's great and i just i love the uh i just love hearing that classic rage kind of sound and format that the song "Prophets of rage has uh well, fun, it's a, it's a
2: ni- fun stuff yeah it's a nice sorry it's a nice full circle because I mean, you know, without Public Enemy, there wouldn't be a Rage Against the Machine, in my opinion. So True. it's just it's, it's just amazing to hear Chuck back up or being backed up by those guys. Uh, and that's, that's got to be amazing for them, too. I mean, hell, who yeah. wouldn't want that? You know, yeah, that's how I feel, at least.
1: I, would, I agree with that. Yeah. Anyways, coming in at number five on my list, this is Needle and Suture by Metal Church. This is how metal should sound, in my opinion. Listen to this track, guys. Great stuff. Needle and Suture by Metal Church is my number five song of 2016. Uh,
2: Metal Church fan, Joey? You know, uh, here and there, I've never yeah. followed them, you know, religiously through their career. But you know, I, I've heard a few records like The Dark and stuff like that. Uh, but I actually, I did enjoy this latest album. It did not make my top fifteen. Bubbling under once again, but. Uh, I, I'm kind of hot and cold with the vocals a lot in Metal Church, right. honestly, and okay. you know I, I love the guy, but but I will say the arrangements on this album are really good, almost like a heavy UFO at times, but you know it is a very strong album. I think fans will definitely be rabid if they I don't you know for fans of Metal Church if you haven't heard it, you definitely should hear it.
1: Absolutely, it's a powerful record, and again that song right there just. To me, that's what metal should sound like. Another song that I think is is so great, "The Pale King" by Testament, put out what is a really decent record this year. "Brotherhood of the Snake," check that out again. Pale, the Pale King. I played that on a recent episode, so I'm not going to play it again now. Number three, "My Town" by glenn Hughes, great great song off the Resonate record. Number two, we're going to hit this one. This is Square Hammer by Ghost. ghost a band that I've seen more than any band the past uh, two years I've seen them five I believe it's five it could possibly be six but I think it's five times in the last two years which is is kind of crazy yeah uh, thoughts of the ghost EP that came yeah. out this year pop Pope star
2: uh, three times for me by the way just for the record wow, over great. the last five years but they play New York a lot more than they play Texas but uh, just yeah great live show It's it's you have to see it to get the whole package for sure but the, the albums do hold up they're very strong it, it's nice they they seem to be doing the full-length ep full-length ep kind of thing and i love that because it keeps them out there and pope star was a super strong single they always pick interesting covers to pad out the ep and i, I love those as well I was looking forward to hearing their version of Missionary Man on there, yeah. and I wasn't disappointed by it. But the song Bible, I think, stole the whole EP. I, yeah. yeah, that thing was am, that was amazing. And I went back and listened to the original of that, and it's not far off. But uh, they kind of put their own version in in that cover of it. But that's a song to check out as well. But yeah, cool. Square Hammer is is one of the top songs of the entire year. It doesn't matter what genre you're talking about.
1: Cool. Uh, and number one, I'm not going to play this because I've, I've played it before, and you should all go listen to it on, on Spotify or iTunes or go buy the CD. But it is my favorite song off of the For All Kings record by Anthrax. It's called Breathing Lightning. Uh, almost a, a, anthem sound to this song. A lot, a lot more so than a lot of other Anthrax songs. I really like it. I really like the kind of new musical area anthrax went into with this song uh great great stuff so go i'm not again i'm not going to play it right now on the podcast but go check out breathing lightning by anthrax Uh, again i'll have my top 15 songs of 2016 list posted in the show notes for today's episode and without further ado let's get into our top 15 albums of 2016 as picked by Joey Haney from the Rock Strikes 10 podcast I haven't seen his list so I'm, I'm excited to hear what he has in store for us let's do it Joey number 15
2: number 15 and I, I will say like the it kind of goes in thirds this list like 10 through 15 or let's say 11 through 15 almost they almost all tie each other on the scoring system that I I use for records and then the middle one is a little bit up and then like the top four are like really high up. So that all okay. being said, okay. and I didn't get to listen. there's a few I didn't get to listen to. Here's my quick asterisk. Uh, I, I will be purchasing the Glenn Hughes album and prong and suicidal and black mountain. Right. Those are the ones I really wanted to hear this year that I have not heard yet. So that all being said.
1: Cool. Uh, yeah. I love that suicidal song. Clap like Ozzy. It's, Great, yeah, great yeah, tune. Yeah, probably yeah. Probably should have been on my list. Forgot about that. But okay.
2: all right, that's, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. That, and that the one, Glenn that's Hughes
1: record, by the way, is if I were doing a top albums uh, of 2016, would definitely be top five for me. It's it's really good.
2: Yeah, and uh, yeah. So let's just start here. Number fifteen, I have. The latest from Rob Zombie: The Electric Warlock, Acid mm. Witch, Satanic Orgy, Celebration, Dispenser. Thank you notes. Wow. And yeah, uh, you know, Rob's albums. I you know I always think that he's gonna hit like kind of a bum record because it seems like he's got a lot of distractions, you know, with the movies and all that stuff. But he's got a super strong band that he's had for a while now. Like it's he seemed to be going through members all the time, but the band's pretty solid. I think musically this album definitely has it a lot more than it does lyrically i mean rob right. never writes the best lyrics ever uh he can write a good anthem when he wants to i think the one he tried to make an anthem on this record is probably my least favorite song which was something about being a rock star or something like that but okay there are some there's some interesting moments on this record for sure um,
1: now was this record promoted properly because i mean i kind of
2: knew he had a new record out but i don't think i've heard one song off of it <laughs> fair enough i mean you know i i don't know i the, the thing I thought was cool about it, it had a good promotion through I, – I th- he definitely had a deal. I think Roadrunner is doing something with Target. OK. And uh, they've done this a few times. That, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's Roadrunner. I could be wrong. But for some reason, like if you go and buy the physical CD of Rob Zombie, I think this still goes on. If you buy that new one at Target, they send you a free vinyl of it. Like, Wow. That's awesome. Po- postage paid. Done deal. The The CD price isn't even jacked up. Free record. And wow. Cool. I, I, I bought the C, you know, I was going to listen to it anyway, but that definitely kind of pushed me over, like, buying it, like, the first week it came out. And um, it's a super short album. I mean, Rob doesn't make long albums anyway, but I think this one is just over half an hour, maybe. Wow. It's, okay. it's got a lot of changeovers and instrumental tracks kind of padding filler, if you will. Well, being that I haven't heard anything off the record,
1: can, can you suggest a tune that we could check out right now?
2: Yes, I, I, I picked a favorite song from each album, just in case you brought that up. Uh, the song that I like off the album, probably the most currently, is a song called Medication now, for the Melancholy. Now, now, signal, now. <laughs>
1: What you just heard was a cut off of the latest Rob Zombie record, Medication for the Melancholy. Right, Joey?
2: Yes. Cool. And what's the name of the record again? You can refer back to your notes. Yes, of course. The Electric Warlock Acid Witch Satanic Orgy Celebration Dispenser. (laughs)
1: Nice. Wow. That's a mouthful. And that is also Joey's number 15 for 2016. Good stuff. Let's move on. Number
2: 14, Joey. Uh, this could be a controversial pick, but uh, a band that came out of a genre that I'm not a fan of, but they they definitely get tagged with the new Metal, the NU Metal tag. Okay. Okay. I believe a recent guest of One on One with Mitch Lafon, uh, a band called Dope. Dope, okay. And uh, I, for some reason, for some reason, I'm not being apologetic about it, but I just really like this band. Cool. I do believe that Edsel has a, a very... High, above average capability of writing good pop hooks and putting it into this kind of music. Right. And okay. as, as I said on my show, like he could be going fuck you, fuck you, but like the guy knows how to write a chorus. So if you're looking for a good melody, even in something like that, then dope has it in spades. And I've really enjoyed their records over the years. You should check out some of their older albums, like Zach Wild gets it on one of them. And you know they always have interesting covers. On this one, they did a cover of Hole's Violet. Okay. And and uh, but I just I just think it's it's a solid band, good record. Uh, if you're looking for good heavy driving music, goes good in the car. It's nice. called. By the way, the album is called Blood Money Volume One. By Dope. It's, yes. Cool. Uh, thirteen. Uh, number thirteen is uh, local to you, uh, a trio of African American teenagers with their debut album Unlocking the Truth. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. And the album is called Chaos. And I was, I was excited, you know, honestly, uh, we could get into a slippery slope here, but just on principle, I wanted to hear this because I was excited about this. I, I'm always excited to hear rock and roll music played by African-American artists because I think, especially in modern rock and modern hard rock, top 40, boring. Take it back, please. <laughs> right. uh, you know, you invented it, take it back. That's basically what I'm getting at. Uh, You know, and they're being mentored by Vernon Reed. Great mentor to have there. And I think if you are an old school, almost like an old school thrash fan. Right. Like, you know, metal and thrash. There are some modernisms in this album, but not too much at all. Like to where you would almost even notice it. You have to be really nitpicking it to find any kind of modern stuff in it. They are true metal fans. They play true metal music. And check out Unlocking the Truth. They are the real deal. I've NFA. seen them live a number of times.
1: And nice. I, I will say, live, they. I don't know. They they didn't really grab me that much. Really? But again, I have not heard the album. I've not heard their their uh, their recordings. So uh, yeah. I'm definitely going to check them out now.
2: Yeah, I like. To, I've never seen them live. So I mean, you know, I understand. yeah they opened for guns and roses back before slash was
1: uh, slash and duff were back in the band oh wow Um, okay yeah i saw that at i think the sands casino in pennsylvania bethlehem pennsylvania and then i I also believe i saw them open for slash uh when slash was playing in in new jersey right around the same time i mean the the and I feel like I may. It's possible I may even see them a third time somewhere. I you know, mean, hmm. they obviously uh, have a good in with I don't know, Booker's or you know these bands that they were opening up for because they were definitely got some high profile gigs in the, uh, the you know New York, New Jersey, yeah. Pennsylvania area.
2: Yeah, and sure, and and they got a documentary out about them. I mean, chronicling their whole thing. Like they got signed by Sony, and then they asked to be let go of that contract. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's, you know, it sounds crazy on paper, but there is, it's a nice, uh, almost like an expose on the music industry that we've seen time and time again. But yeah, I think with that kind of music, especially if you're going to do it live, it's such, it's such hard music to play metal, man. You need two guitar players. And I I say this every time, like, especially live, you got to beef up that sound and make it sound like it does on the record. And that could be what they need. It's just to get a fourth guy in there, right? So, okay, but they're so bonded. I mean, I guess it would be hard to bring another person in, right? They're all
1: they're all brothers, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Saying,
1: yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so cool. And now, what was that? Thirteen, right? That was thirteen. Yeah. Yes. All right,
2: twelve. Ah, uh, okay. I, I'm gonna get. I, I I played this on my show, and I Pepsi challenged it, which for those of you who grew up in the '80s means you, you don't know who it is going in, and I actually got positive email on this. So I implore anybody that likes heavy music don't judge it on the band name but I gotta say some 41's new album is really heavy and really good and it's interesting you say that because I was
1: listening to a uh, radio station out here wDHA which is out in you know the the suburbs pretty far out Dover New Jersey so a pretty good Distance from New York City and the station does not reach into the city it's it's a strictly Jersey place they play a lot of classic rock mixed with new rock which a lot most radio stations don't do anymore and the DJ uh said that he was talking about how great the new Sum 41 album was I didn't I don't think he had played a track off it or maybe he did and I tuned in right as it was ending but very interesting and now I'm 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 very curious because that's never a band I would I would go seek out their new release to listen to. But now that I've heard two people talk about how good it is, I definitely need to check it out. Is it, is it, it's, it's a called, hard rock. Or you said it's more metal. It's metal.
2: Than, like yeah. it's very metal. It's mostly just metal at times just, and they're metal fans. They always have been. I mean, you know, they got that rub from Carrie King a few years ago or 50 a few years ago, 15 years ago when they did that song for Spider-Man. But, uh, yeah, the album is 13 Voices. They got Dave back in the band playing the guitar, so now they have two guitar players, and they can go full metal, and they they pretty much have on this album. I mean, there's old elements of some of the pop punk they used to do, but barely any left. And they put out a really heavy album called Chuck back in the uh, 2000s, and they purposely sought out Slayers, like engineers, for that album because wow. they're that committed to it. But wow. this album, huge surprise. Yeah, I always go in tiptoeing if I'm going to listen to them. But this one did not let me down. So, 13 Voices" by Sum Forty One, I stand by it. Cool. At number twelve, let's let's hit
1: a song off of that if you have one. I'd love oh, to yeah. uh, check it out again because another one I haven't heard this
2: record. Well, if you need convincing, just put on the track. Goddamn, I'm dead again.
1: Let's do it right now on Talking Metal. Little Sum 41 from 2014. Checking in at number 12 on Joey's top 15 list here on talking metal joey thanks again for doing these uh these episodes with us every year i've had uh, numerous people reach out telling me how much they enjoy the year-end specials so i'm so glad you're you're back here with us for the uh the end of 2016 our talking metal wrap-up show here for the year and moving on to your number 11 record of 2016
2: Uh, Something you already referenced earlier, which will happen a few more times as we go, Brotherhood of the Snake by Testament. Oh, nice. Yeah, if there was a big five, they would be the fifth, and they, they have been throwing down the last few records especially. I mean, the one previous to that, it might even be a little better, but I don't know. It's kind of a horse race right now because I've been going back to Brotherhood of the Snake, and it's really good i was looking at the credits for this album and eric peterson the uh uh, the other guitar player i mean alex gets a lot of the ink and uh, rightfully so alex is amazing uh but eric peterson the arrangements on this album are great and his name is on every musical credit on this album so he he definitely deserves an extra round of applause because musically this album smokes so absolutely and we recently
1: played the pale king on the uh on the podcast definitely uh at least I think we did. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. yeah, okay, thanks. I listen.
2: I'm, I'm caught up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice. So I don't think we'll hit a Testament song right now, but I, I do agree with with Joey. It's just an awesome record. Brotherhood of the Snake, the 2016 release by Testament. And what was that, Joey? Was that 11 or was that 12? That was That was 11. That was 11. Cool. So we're entering the top 10, the top 10 albums of 2016. What do you have for number 10, Joey?
2: Well, I don't think anybody outside the the really healthy fan base this band has have really heard this album, but a lot of them will now because they got nominated for not Best Metal Album at the Grammys, but Best Rock Album, okay. which everybody is scratching their head over right now. But it's amazing that it happened. Gojira from from France
1: hmm,
3: right. have,
2: a, have a new album out called Magma, and it's really good. Cool. Uh, I've heard yeah. a lot
1: of people mention this record and uh ashamed to say that I haven't really checked it out yet.
2: Yeah. It's well, it's a band that like, you know, when they came out super heavy and kind of getting into my wheelhouse a little bit as they've gone on, they've become better songwriters. Right. They okay. put they put a few more hooks in there and then they get me. And it's only been the last few albums that I've really been like, man, they're getting really good. And they've you know, they've always been really good, but I really like them a lot more now, and Magma is definitely a standout album. More people will hear it next year than they will have this year, but right. cool. the, it'll be it, it's a, it'll be a grower. Watch yeah, it. let's
1: listen to a song. I want to hear something off of this. What can we play? Um,
2: you know what? Play Silvera. I like that song. <laughs>
1: song right there, Silvera by Gojira from France, right Joey?
2: Yeah, yes, cool. and uh, uh, Fran- France had a bad year, kind of like uh, we did, but yeah, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Gojira definitely a-, a bright spot for France this year, so uh, Magma, great record. Cool. Maybe number- it'll win best rock album this year. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see, <laughs> definitely.
1: Cool, number nine, Joey.
2: Uh, number nine, another member of the big four, checking in for the first of third entries of the big four, Megadeth, Dystopia. Okay. Yeah. And nothing wrong with it. I mean, the fact that, you know, I say that, but it's a very solid album from Megadeth. I've had months and months now. It's really one of the first major releases of the year. So I've had a long time to hear this album as the year has gone on. And uh, I will say for sure now that I think it's their strongest overall since Cryptic Writings. Wow.
1: Okay. And... You know, it, it's not not to get into our political views or anything, but Megadeth is obviously, uh, you know, Dave Mustaine specifically, <laughs> and Elfson for that matter. The, these guys are now kind of born-again Christians. Uh, there's been—not uh, kind of, they are. Uh, there's been a, a lot of political chatter from Mustaine. He was very critical of, of the left and uh you know even through about some kind of crazy conspiracy theories in my opinion and I, I will say that that i thought the record was was great um i mm-hmm. listened to it all the way through i was impressed some songs i thought were really incredible uh, as a whole i thought the album again very strong i i saw a lot of press uh sam dunn for example mm-hmm. uh, does a review show um on on youtube and you know the the metal injection guys and some of the the new york uh metal blogs and stuff really kind of pan the record and i felt like it was more about lyrical content and possibly just that they don't like this guy's politics and um,
2: it doesn't help that's Yeah, for sure and and,
1: uh, and you know whether you know we've heard of people walking out of Bruce Springsteen shows and Bon Jovi shows so they don't like what he what he's saying you know do you, do you think politics belongs in music especially in in metal
2: uh, i mean i i hate to sound like like that but uh, i can, i i could see both sides of the argument I mean, it's it's almost like just talking politics in general. If it suits you, then it suits you. Right. You know, that you're down with it if you're down with it. And if you don't agree with it, you're going to be like, well, fuck those guys. So, I mean, it's I guess it's really not for me to say. My opinion, I'd rather politics not be a part of it. But at the same time, if they didn't get into politics, then we wouldn't have ever had peace cells. I right. mean, honestly, because, I mean, you know. I, I like to in short I called Dave Mustaine the Dennis Miller of heavy metal, a guy that I would follow into the sun at one point politically, and yeah. then all of a sudden something came along and wow, that was a turn. Yeah. And it's never really been the same since. <laughs> he
1: he covered the Democratic National Convention, I believe, back for uh choose or lose mtv news coverage um,
2: i remember that and and basically did a whole album on bush and the other bush and and you know and reagan of course and then huh
1: yeah yeah uh but you know a lot of these bands whether it's rage against the machine or, or or maybe the the new megadeth maybe some of that that for lack of a better word rage you know comes from their their passion about their beliefs, political beliefs, you know, and we hear that in the music. I think that, you know, no matter what political side of the aisle you may fall on, uh, there's no denying that that Megandeth put out some great music this year.
2: Yeah. And the, the, the lyrics are kind of relevant for both sides, honestly. I mean, like, both sides of the hardcore factions of politics believe that dystopia is upon us. So, you know, depending on who's in office right but yeah i mean so it works both ways it's you know
1: absolutely cool hear what you want to hear exactly and i will say when i saw megadeth play pre-election dave didn't really say anything about one side or the other i remember him saying that everyone should go vote it was probably three four weeks before the election he told everyone to be sure that they go and vote but he didn't, he didn't really go on any rants or, or anything about who you should be voting for or what he personally believes in. Um, and they put on a great show when I saw him here in New Jersey, again, back in October. I think it was early October. Great stuff. All right. Moving onward. That was nine, right? We're on eight.
2: Yeah. A band that I think for the most part, have a, uh, they have better albums than they, than they have so-so albums. So they put out a really solid album this year. A band I think actually kind of invented their own genre when you really think about it. The Deftones.
1: Oh, okay, cool, cool.
2: And and they' that's kind of a band that some people either love or hate. Yeah. Uh, but I think they make really interesting albums, and it's uh, yeah, I'm not going to say it's for everybody. They they do some of the best covers you'll ever hear if you're into that. Uh, but I think Gore is a pretty strong album. It's you know I probably uh, think maybe like 75 to 80 percent of it is pretty solid. So.
1: You know, they they were a band that those the first record came out. What was that? Between the fur is that what it was? I think around the fur, the second album. Around the album. fur, that's the second album. Okay, yeah. so I got into them around the fur. I remember I had that on on CD. It was in my my apartment. I had the the fifty CD changer, you know, back yeah. before iP- iPods and that that would always come up. I loved it, but it was that White Pony record that came mm-hmm. after that, that that just blew my mind. Yeah, love love that record you know that's probably in my top 100 records of all time yeah it's a great but album. And having said that i i never i never followed them i never followed their career past that that point and i kind of yeah. definitely fallen off the radar
2: yeah and and while this new album i yeah that that, that that's understandable man I, I, and they didn't really follow that album up with a good album in my opinion okay so i can understand that as well i think uh, anything after that, I think, is pretty listenable. Uh, I think even though I like this album pretty decently this year, I think uh, Saturday Night Wrist is a better album. Actually, Bob Ezra produced that. It's a really good album. Wow. I so yeah, was no idea like, he produced Deftones, Well. Wow. Yeah, you can hear them on the album, too. You can always hear Bob Ezrin on a Bob Ezrin record, and uh, it's really good. It's like 10 years old now, but the one prior to this, and I can never pronounce it right because it's like a Japanese title. It's like Q Nokian or something like that. Okay. That album is really good, too. So if you're going to listen to two Deftone albums post-White Pony, those are the ones to listen to.
1: All right, very good. That was eight right now. Uh, no, seven. Joey's seventh best record of 2016 is...
2: Uh, a band that Emily did a very good job of interviewing a few months ago on the show, the Dead Daisies. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Make some noise. So, love me some John Karabi. Uh He's he's almost in that upper echelon of you know singing the phone book and I'll buy it. Uh, but you know, since he joined the Dead Daisies, I started paying attention to him, and that's not uh, so you know voice. I'm not not disparaging anything they did before that, but I mean that definitely got me on the oh I need to buy that album right away, and I did, and I enjoyed it. Uh, the covers on there, they did like two covers on there. I thought there was going to be more covers on there because half the songs are other song titles that bands have done before, but they're just not covers. Like, there's a song on there called Mainline, my favorite song on there, and I thought that was going to be a Kiss, Kiss cover, cover yeah. and it wasn't. <laughs> right.
1: Interesting. Um the, the, the rumor, and I don't know if you've heard this rumor, but there's one guy in the band, and I have no actual facts to base you know back this up and i'm not even saying it's true but there is this rumor that the one guy in the dead daisies is a multi 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 millionaire possibly family money and he basically pays for everything this 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 band does they they you know went out with kiss and didn't really get paid to do the the opening slot on that tour and he's just bankrolling the whole thing and he Paying everyone in the band as employees. Have you heard this about them?
2: No, and that, that's a that's a neat theory. Just and I like me a good conspiracy theory, but um, it, it would make sense because they have an amazing social media presence on top of that, and they get booked on a like almost every festival, and like their videos are, they definitely spend a few bucks on those. They have like two or three videos out, and they all look top notch. Like, right? Like, you know, so. It's and they can't be making that much it. money. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. And, sorry. There's just, and you know, there's just like no I said, l- yeah, like I said, let me some John Carabi and Doug and th- and those guys. Yeah, but but like that's those guys not... aren't
1: playing for free. Believe me. Yeah. yeah,
2: you know, no, and they're Doug they're Aldridge, they're pros. Yeah. 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 So and it's not the kind of music that's getting over with like a new audience, but it, it almost seems like when you go online, it's got a new audience buzz to it. And, you know, I mean, you know, definitely fans of classic rock and heritage, hard rock and all that stuff are are definitely more than willing to try it. So I don't know if they're getting any kind of younger fans out of this, but I I think it's an album that people should check out for sure. I mean, I know everybody that's bought it loves it. So
1: Excellent. And what was that was number seven? Yes. Okay, so Dead Daisies at number seven. And again, Dead Daisies currently featuring Doug Aldridge, who played with... Glenn Hughes and Whitesnake and Dio and very, very talented guitar player and songwriter and Dead Daisies. also featuring John Karabi, known for his work with Motley Crue on that self-titled record back in the, mm-hmm. the 90s when Vince Neil left. He also did some stuff with Bruce Kulik and the band Union. Remember them? Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got the Union albums and The Scream. Yeah.
1: The Scream, yeah. too. Going way back, a band that featured... Bruce Bouillet was in that. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I Feel like there was one or two other significant guys in that band. I can't remember off. Was was Jeff Martin mm. in that? I can't. I don't know. I don't know.
2: I, I, don't know. Yeah, I was I when remember. I get back into that timeline. I just think about the what if that I know that before Karabi it was like wasn't it? It was between John Karabi and Stephen Charro of uh, Kick Tracy. Yeah. Like, I wonder if, yeah, I don't think, I don't I believe think the bassist of racer X, uh,
1: I forget his name, but he was in the scream too. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's maybe who it was. Cool. So did I cut you off? Were you
2: saying? No, 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 no. That was good.
1: All right. Awesome. So that was, uh, number seven, seven. Let's get, let's, uh, get into number six here and we also need to play some more music. So who who do you have at number six?
2: This might be a decent uh, choice for a song break. Okay. Uh, Australia's Finest, Airborne. Nice. Okay. And it's got, uh, you know, they they always get tagged with the ACDC thing, and Mm -hmm. rightfully so. Right. There's also a ton of Rose Tattoo, which is, uh, you know, any GNR fan should know them. Sure. Uh, And a a band that people should check out their whole catalog. But uh, my favorite song on that album uh, definitely does remind me of ACDC it's got and it's got a, a sweet spot that I really like uh, from the ACDC catalog Flick of the Switch oh nice uh, so if you want to get back to the Flick of the Switch mentality then you need to listen to Get Back Up off of their new album Breaking Out of
1: Hell let's check it out right now on Talking Metal get back up by Airborne and Joey again the title of that album is what It's called Breaking Out of Hell
2: or Breaking, Breaking out, of out, hell. Of, out of Hell you know Out like, of hell right. Yeah
1: cool at number 6 on Joey's top 15 albums of 2016 again we're just focusing on the loud rock stuff uh, I'm sure you know both of us like a lot of different styles of music. I'm sure there was a lot of other stuff outside of that uh, loud rock genre that that you dug, Joey. But for today on Talking Metal, we're just focusing on the the hard rock, heavy metal, you know, punkish type of stuff, uh, loud rock in general. Cool. So number five,
2: Joey. Well, number five is the Metallica slot, and okay, and, cool, cool. and true Metallica tradition. I would like to give a mention to a few bands that I'm too close to to rank. Okay. And uh, real quick. Yeah. Great metal band that's coming up out of Fort Worth, Texas, called Huffer, H U F F E R. Okay. And uh, they have, uh, they put out their first EP this year. They've been playing for years, but they have a, an EP out that I highly recommend. It's very metal, but it's also very like Foo Fighters at its most stadium rock like at times. Mm, cool. Uh, but, more metal than anything. If you go to doforitrecords.bigcartel.com, you can order their EP there. I recommend getting the CD; it's good stuff. You can say you bought it then. Maybe it could be a collector's item, like Metal Masker one at some point. Right. Cool. Uh, also, a band off of a, a label that's been doing great work the last couple of years, especially for me. A lot of hardcore metal fans will definitely know Relapse Records. Yes, uh, they've been signing some really interesting bands, kind of outside of their sweet spot. And I applaud the experimentation that they're doing now, trying to get different types of heavy and dark music. They're doing a lot of dark stuff lately. Uh, but a band out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area called True Widow, they have an album out called... This is like a European... They'll just go look up True Widow and check out their whole catalog. Their new album is very good. And last but not least, a band from your neck of the woods, Mark, a band called Space Beard space beard okay and they're just good guys and uh i think they have a great amount of uh, variety and i've heard of them
1: i don't know what they sound like but i've heard of them
2: yeah you've probably seen them on a ton of bills out there and uh they uh i made friends with pete the singer and guitar player and he does they do the outro of my show they do that awesome w w the wkrp outro right right. that cover that's space beard and they're they have a new album out called gone and it's very good. Just go to Facebook.com slash spacebeard band and buy that album. They will appreciate it and I will appreciate it. And everybody who has bought it says they are definitely not disappointed in it. So
1: cool. And it came out this year?
2: Yes. Those are all twenty sixteen
1: albums. Cool. So let's see. Um you said Metallica hardwired to self destruct is your number five pick but yes. maybe we, we take a little break from the uh, the list right now and, and hit, hit a Spacebeard song. Would that be cool? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. What would you like to play by Spacebeard?
2: Uh, let's play the Wishmaster. I think Talking Metal fans would like that one quite a bit. Cool. Like check- Excellent.
1: Let's check it out. Wishmaster by Spacebeard. So we just heard "Wishmaster," right, Joey? Yes, by Space Beard. Instead of playing a song off of uh, the new Metallica record, which is is what was Joey's number five pick for the year. So,
2: oh, that was very awesome of you to do
1: that. Yeah, uh, we kind of. I hope people aren't too confused by that, but we just took a little break from the top fifteen list yeah. to hear Space Beard, a kind of a band that probably most people haven't heard. It's always good to support the artists who uh don't have the big corporate machine behind them and yeah
2: you know and uh, and for the record my favorite song off of the new metallica album is halo on fire i think that's a really good song cool uh, and metallica would be happy that we did that because they're they're good guys like that right on
1: cool so we're wow we're getting i'm getting up there the top four number four joey
2: well the top four is definitely the upper echelon these are pretty much perfect albums I think and you mentioned this guy earlier the Devin Townsend Project, Transcendence uh, just if you haven't gone down the Devin Townsend rabbit hole you really should you can all yeah. start all the way in the back with the Vi record, Sex and Religion, and sure. then just work your way up because there's a lot of different band names. Strapping young lad, great strapping young lad. Yeah. yeah. And he even has a country thing called Casualties of Cool. Right. He's of got There's tons Devin of stuff.
1: Townsend, then there's Devin Townsend Project. Project yeah, so, yeah.
2: Project really, I think, is the best stuff he's ever done, I honestly. Yeah. And that's where he's he's found what I'm always looking for. He's got the hook when he wants it. He's very prog when he wants to be. Very metal when he wants to be, but he knows how to write a damn song. And hats off to Devin Townsend for being a true talent and not being just – he's not, hes definitely not uh, just down with doing one thing. Right. And I love him for it. So, Very talented guy
1: out of Canada. And what we're going to do here is for the Joey's Top 3, we'll hit a, a tune off of every record in the the Top 3 so let's uh before we talk about the record let's play a song tell us what the record is and pick a song to play off your your top your number three album of the year
2: Uh, this is almost a three-way tie and i just i hate saying it that way but a third for number three if i had to pick this is hard but i'll say anthrax for all kings
1: excellent cool and do you want to do the title track or what do you want to do
2: dealer's choice Uh, you mentioned breathing lightning blood eagle wings is great whatever you want to do man you know let's do um let's do
1: blood eagle wings uh just just a great song there's a, a great music video for this song if you haven't seen it really really good stuff blood eagle wings off of for all kings by anthrax definitely probably my favorite record of the year so good it's at joey's uh, number three position and again new anthrax just awesome here here we go Yes, a little music off the new Anthrax record. When I say new, it came out earlier this year for Mm -hmm. All Kings. And, you know, I get Revolver magazine sent to me because, like, 10 years ago, somebody put me on the subscription list for that because I was, you know, on Talking Metal. And it still continues to come. I'm surprised they haven't killed it yet. And it used to be a magazine I'd always go to for for advice on on what I missed what was good they used to have these great year end lists and the last few years the year end list I think because the staff has possibly changed there have been so absolutely god awful and I just wanted to say that I think it's absolutely shocking that Revolver's top 20 albums of 2016 failed to include Anthrax uh for the for all kings record I, I just think that's a big slap in the face especially since they are uh, i think one of the headliners at the revolver <laughs> award show this this week in new york it seems crazy that they wouldn't include them i mean i i can't help but think it was it was just an oversight that that i, I mean and the new testament's not not on the list bro wow. yeah there's there's so it, it, it's it seems that the Revolver top 20 list which again when Josh Bernstein used to do it many years ago who has since become a friend of mine just simply because I was such a fanboy of of his his stuff that he did with Revolver um yeah. he's long gone from Revolver I just think the magazine has gone downhill and and the top 20 list so disappointing so typical with with their picks and it just seems yeah. like Revolver has almost become this pay to play or something. I think if you buy advertising time in Revolver, this is speculation on my part, guys, because sure. I know but I do know that a lot of magazines Used to work like this, like when I when I was in a band, I'd I'd be like, yeah, can you write a review? Well, hey, you want to buy some advertising time? Then we'll <laughs> write a review, a good one of your album for sure. <laughs> you know, I, I had that all the time. CMJ Magazine, freaking fraud, that thing back in the day. <laughs> it, it was like, it, it was every if you wanted a good review, you had to buy advertising time in the magazine. Um, but uh, I suspect the same thing's happening with Revolver. Either that, or they're just really not in tune with what good music is being put out there. I mean, no disrespect, but are you kidding me? Lacuna coils new record is on their top 20 and you don't include anthrax for all Kings. It's absolutely uh, ridiculous.
2: What a loss of credibility that is like instantly in my eyes. I mean, the only thing I've seen Revolver get right in the last years is uh, being early on the Paul Bear bandwagon, but right, and, and that just, was a
1: number of years back. And yeah. who who knows who, who is knows. Uh, even at the, the you know, it, it, this? I know the staff has changed over a lot sure. in the last and, just like two years.
2: And everything about this Anthrax album is great. Even the uh, the vinyl. Get the pa- the vinyl or the CD. The packaging is amazing. I, there's nothing bad I can... The only thing I can nitpick on this album is that it's not worship music. Right. It's like right. if you were doing like on a 10 scale, like worship music is damn near a 10. And this is like a 9. I mean, that's, that's the harshest I can be, honestly, about the new Anthrax album.
1: Interesting. Interesting. And that is number three for you, right, Joey? Yes. Cool. So here we go. We are... Almost at number one, guys. But let's do number two first.
2: Well, the top three albums are the ones I listen to the most easily throughout the year. So just having to choose between them was ridiculous for me. So, uh, number two is a band uh, from Philadelphia. They're on, this is their second album. And the band is called Nothing. And I. I needed about four bands to describe this band which is kind of cool wow. I think you know like and if you're a fan of really good alternative hard rock then I think you will like nothing the album is called Tired of Tomorrow and I probably played it more than any album this year really uh besides the first one it's kind of tied there I've seen them live twice and they they're really good live they sound just like they do on record that's pretty impressive considering that there's a whole layer wall of sound to this album but basically i mentioned the deftones earlier and i don't know if they would be happy with any of these comparisons because i don't know what they're like right uh but it's like deftones meets hum meets the jesus and mary chain meets the alan parsons project i mean it's just like nothing yeah what's The, the, the album called the album is called tired of tomorrow and it can be very heavy and uh, like people like to use the word shoegaze i guess it's it's very heavy but it can be very light and ballady but some of it sounds really even like the heaviest it gets it almost just sounds beautiful like it's just got something to it and if you are an adventurous listener, then I think this album is going to be one of the best things you might have heard in years.
1: Awesome! I don't know this record. I need to listen to it immediately. Let's uh, let's get into a track
2: right now. What what uh, can you suggest? Uh, for uh, I think a good opener t- for people is a song off there called "Obsessive Compulsive Disorder" or ACD for short.
1: Let's check it out right now on Talking Metal.
2: ACD, obsessive compulsive disorder. By nothing off of the album Tired of Tomorrow, my number two album of the year. Right, probably probably tied for first, but hey.
1: Cool, Joey. Where's the best place that everybody can hook up with you online?
2: Uh, Rock strikes ten on Facebook, of course. Right, Uh, and if you please go to iTunes, type in Rock Strikes Ten, scroll all the way down to the podcast search you know because you're gonna get a lot of cheap trick matches for songs right yeah sure (laughs) but uh (laughs) but yes please subscribe for free to rock strikes 10 and those are the two best ways i'm on twitter at rock strikes 10 all spelled out one word and yeah
1: what are some of your before we get to your number one album of the year what what are some of the the uh, besides talking metal of course what are some of the favorite podcasts that you've been listening to this year
2: uh Probably you and me both have this in common as well. Of course, the Rock and Roll Geek Show, the very first rock and roll podcast. I'm I'm still a subscriber. I listen every week. And much love to Michael Butler for starting that whole thing off for rock and roll podcasters everywhere. We owe it all to him. And uh, I mean, honestly... These two shows are the ones I make a point. Uh, I've definitely got to give a mention to a couple of others that I think are actually good. Yeah, please. Uh, the uh, Rock and or Roll podcast, BJ Cramp. Uh, that guy, uh, I I always have to give him a standing ovation on the amount of research he puts into his show. I mean, that guy knows more about rock and roll than most of us have forgotten. Uh, so check out the Rock and or Roll podcast for... A nice lesson in music history. Also, uh, Cobras and Fire; uh, those guys are a lot of fun. It's like if I was programming a radio station, it would be like pretty much almost like yeah, that. You know, like a Decibel Geek, of course. Chris and Aaron are great, but like uh, the thing I love about Cobras and Fire is that like they're like if I was programming a station revolved around podcasts, right. like those those guys are a lot of fun, and they would be like the morning show because they okay. got a lot of they got a lot of energy. And they're pretty funny and they have great bits. And uh they're super cool guys. I was on their show earlier this year. We did a five part Alice Cooper retrospective. Nice. Uh so go check that out. Cobras and fire podcasts. Uh I know I'm forgetting some other stuff. Uh please forgive me i I forgotten. Uh just under all the pressure, but right. I'm gonna Yeah, go- no, no, I didn't I didn't tell you we were gonna be doing our favorite <laughs> podcast. So No, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's no pretty much the ones I make a point of. Uh yeah. Uh, I just uh, wish to, I wish there were more uh, Roth shows, man, because I'm yeah. addicted to Dave Lee Roth show. That's <laughs> the best. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. You know, I, I, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts because I feel like I spend so much of my commute to my real job at work, you know, editing and putting together the Talking Metal episodes that I, it, it cuts into – to uh my listening but I, I do have like a super long walk now to the place i've been working for the last six months so i've been listening to more podcasts this year uh in 2016 than i have in probably the the, the past few years before 2016 and i gotta t- tell you that i just really have been digging your show joey rock strikes 10 i highly recommend it for music lovers Good stuff. Please keep up the great work with that.
2: Well, thanks, Mark. If I only had one listener, and if it, the fact that it would be you, I guess, then it's all worth it. So. Cool.
1: Well, and, well, <laughs> well. I love it. You can keep doing it for me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm I will be listening. No problem. Uh, another, another one I've kind of been getting into. These aren't rock or metal shows. They're just shows I like to listen to, and I'm just sharing them with you guys. Waking Up the Sam Harris podcast. Um, Sam Harris, very outspoken guy when it comes to religion and politics and and science and uh, really I consider him to be very smart and I, I think he presses buttons on a on every, like, no matter what your religious or, or political beliefs are, he will, he will press some of your buttons. And uh, I think it's good to listen to somebody who does that. Uh, I, a big Star Wars guy, obviously, Rebel, Force Radio. I didn't like this show at first, but the, I kept listening to it. And I got to tell you that I, I really think they do an excellent job. It's a Star Wars podcast rebel force radio a lot of work goes into the show and and they deliver uh you know I, I also listened to the the star wars podcast um force cult uh, found that kind of interesting I, I prefer rebel force radio but both both good listens and i, I uh, heard
2: about um sorry to interrupt no, no I, I heard about this star wars podcast it sounded absolutely ludicrous to me i think i heard about it on doug loves movies which is another show i do like uh the doug benson show and he i guess he has friends that do a star wars podcast and i don't know if it's got to be still ongoing uh the whole show is breaking down one minute at a time uh of star wars movies
1: (laughs) wow yeah you know i heard about that but yeah I, i haven't i haven't uh
2: I don't even know the name of it, but I just it just that just sprung to mind. I was like, that's uh
1: It's hardcore. Yeah, yeah. yeah." (laughs) And two other shows that I I do listen to, and they're obviously good friends of mine. Mitch Joel does a great, great interview. It only happens once a month, but he he gets some really high-profile bass players uh on his show, and he does an interview once a month on his bass podcast, which is called Groove, the No Trouble Podcast. And of course, Part of the Talking Metal Digital Network, one-on-one with Mitch Lafon. Great interviews from Mitch, and I I love Lon Friend's podcast. He seems to do about three or four a year at this point. It's really slowed mm. down, but I, I just love listening to that guy ramble and yeah. Sounds, I need to, I uh, need to I listen to those I haven't. stoned when he does it and but it, it <laughs> comes out so good. Um, and <laughs> I recommended it to some people who are like, you, how can you listen to this guy whine and ramble for an hour? But I, I, I love it. I think he's, I think he's great. Lawn Friends yeah. uh, podcast.
3: I've
2: Energize loved- it's called. Yeah, I love I've loved him ever since you know Rip Magazine and, and getting to know his personality on the ball back in the day. Yeah, and I do listen to One on One. I love One on One. I forgot to mention that, but I figured cool. that kind of goes without oh, saying. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Henry Rollins needs to update his podcast because he had it really good for a while. They about fifteen or sixteen episodes that came out. Henry and Heidi, oh, okay. good good podcasts and great stories. He's always got great stories, of yeah. course. Oh, he's a great storyteller I, for sure. I just saw I just saw him the other week and he was he was awesome. So
1: cool. Yeah. Joey, what do you have for the number one album of 2016?
2: Something also from your top 15 songs list. I think you know what it is. Okay, a little drum roll here. had to be a great year for guys that got to spend a decent amount of time opening up for Ace Fraley this year as well, and a band from Austin, Texas, my state. Scorpion Child, Acid Roulette. Uh, you got to know this record. This album is so good. Really Excellent stuff, and, yeah. And they they have the obvious influences, you know, like Sabbath and Zeppelin, and but you know what I hear UFO, I hear Glenn Hughes all over this record. Yeah. I hear like I
1: hear like Mother Love Bone and stuff like yeah. that too. Like 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 yeah. really, and a band where you can't really say exactly. Oh, they sound they sound exactly like glenn user they sound exactly like zeppelin you can't do that with this band they they leave you uh you know they leave you guessing i mean it's it's even even some like yeah yeah, like uh, some glammy kind of rock overtone psychedelic rock there's so much stuff in the pot with these guys and and thank you to you for turning turning me on to them
2: I was listening to that album on my first listen, and I sent you that message saying you gotta hear this. Wow. I mean, I and you know I don't do that very often. No,
1: no, yeah.
2: and because and, I don't want to bother you, but I was like, you gotta hear this because you know if you don't know this album, you have no credibility.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, no, and if and, you <laughs> f- discover anything else that rocks you that that much, yeah. send it my way. You're you're absolutely not bothering me. I trust your opinion one hundred percent.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah, and and I I probably going to get some hate for this and be you know be disparaging of another group or whatever, but like. Like this is this is the kind of band, like you ever have people recommend a band to you, like for a while, and then you finally get around to hearing them, be like, wow, that wasn't even close.
3: Yeah,
2: and like some people who were doing like with Wolfmother with me like ten years ago. It's like this is the band that was supposed to be that is right. Scorpion Child. Okay, that's interesting. Or, it, it, but like, man, they're so damn good, and uh, like the first album's good, but I mean. This, anything but a sophomore slump. I mean, this is, has to be considered one of the greatest sophomore albums of all time, too. So, I mean, that's that's huge right there that they were able to just make a better album second time around. That doesn't happen a lot either.
1: Right, and we're talking about, of course, the band is Scorpion Child out of Texas. The album of the year is Acid Roulette. How old are these guys? Do you know? Are they, are they younger guys? I,
2: I think they're fairly young. I mean, if yeah. I had to guess, like late 20s, early 30s tops. Right, okay. But I mean, maybe they just, but they definitely have old souls. However young yeah. they are, they, they they get it.
1: Yeah, and, and you know. this guy has quite a voice on him yeah. too, which just fantastic stuff.
2: It almost and defies gender. Like, yeah, like he yeah, sounds really. he sounds asexual almost at times. You know, yeah, and the That's groove really cool.
1: that these guys lay down is is just insane. It's yeah, just, and just good stuff.
2: I guess like stoner rock fans are really into him, but I I I don't even want to pigeonhole him with that. But I mean, definitely if you like bands that get that kind of a label you would probably dig it too but they almost might be almost too like hyper for Stone Rock I don't know (laughs) the fact that we don't know like what I was talking about with nothing the fact that you can't put a fine point on it and you can't package it in one little thing that's what makes a great band it really does
1: All right, so that's gonna that's gonna do it. We're obviously gonna end today's show with the Scorpion Child song off of the great record, the number one record here on the the countdown of 2016. It's called Acid Roulette. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. You can buy it on Amazon. Uh, Before we do that, you know, I did want to give a shout out to a New Jersey band that I was very impressed with, and probably should have included one of their songs on my top 15. I didn't, but voodoo terror tribe, they were uh, a guest on the podcast this year. And it was a good
2: episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And
1: I I was really impressed with their sound and, and thought they were really decent guys. Uh, If you haven't heard the interview, go back and listen to that. I was maybe five, six, seven episodes ago, ago on talking metal voodoo terror tribe is the band. And, uh, you know, the Enough's Enough record, Clown's Lounge. I I really, really love what's happening with Enough's Enough. I get excited sometimes when these weird things happen, like Chips Enough takes over the vocals. Yeah. Um, you know,
2: I haven't yeah. heard that one yet either, and I, I I love that band. I'm I'm ashamed that I haven't heard this record yet.
1: Yeah, well it's basically older songs, some of them okay. that they've kind of, you know, polished up a bit, mixed with uh one new song, I believe. Oh, okay. And new song Let's see. yeah and that new song is called dog on a bone and it, it borrows kind of part of the course from sex type thing by stone temple pilots which i'm not sure was the best idea because i think they could easily <laughs> kind of change the lyrics of of that here she comes she comes she comes and and <laughs> and people wouldn't be saying oh it's a ripoff of stone temple pilots because it's not the song is a totally different song and it's the hardest hitting song on, on on clown's lounge and it's the only new song as far as i know on clown's lounge
0: mm.
1: uh no donnie v involvement on 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 that song that's a great song if you don't know it go check it out uh chip's voice not quite as strong as as donnie v's voice but Again, I like the vulnerability of it. I I think there's something to be said for that. And uh, wow, what a a list. Two great lists, at least in my opinion. My top 15 songs of 2016 and Joey's top albums of 2016, of course, in the hard rock genre we're talking about. Those two lists will be posted in today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com. Go to iTunes and subscribe to Joey's podcast, Rock Strikes, 10 what what's coming up next on rock strikes 10
2: oh thanks for asking uh, yeah uh, this list here like i'll say like a lot of these records will not be in my top 20 of the year which i will do a two-parter on my top 20 of the year so you'll see which ones make it and which ones don't there's a lot of good rock and roll albums that came out cool. this year so tune in for that there will be uh, we always do tribute shows to people like i, I Part four of Bowie is coming out. Uh, we decided it's going to come out on his birthday on January 8th. Nice. So stay tuned for the last era of Bowie on there. Yeah, there's always stuff going on odds and ends episodes. There's going to be a New Year's Eve dance party with. Uh, I usually play 12 inch versions of hard rock and heavy metal songs because those do exist. Uh, just fun stuff like that. So just stay tuned and check cool. out the show. Awesome. Joey, thanks again for
1: joining us here and Talking Metal. What song can we play off the number one record of the year acid roulette by scorpion child
2: well not only is it the album of the year i think but it's got the best closing song on any album this year and it's a song called addictions
1: cool let's check it out now this is addictions by scorpion child one of the best records the best record possibly of 2016 here on talking metal again go listen to this record it's called acid roulette and listen to joey's podcast rock strikes 10 thanks joey we'll talk to you i hope before next year we should we should hook up in you know every few months and have you on talking metal
2: anytime at all it's always a pleasure
1: cool scorpion child here on talking metal
3: come and take my hand and understand that we are